I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time. I'm skipping through them. I'd rather listen and change my mind. Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind. Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind. I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time. I'm skipping through them. I'd rather listen and change my mind. Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind. Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind. Yeah. Well, we're not getting our podcasting powers by yelling Shazam! We can be seen as the saviors of a nondescript Middle Eastern country. I am Wesley Sykes to the other side of the ether is the Teth Adam to my skinny Teth Adam. It's Nicholas J. S. Fryer, WWE superstar for hire. <laughs> skinny Teth Adam. That was very um we, we're gonna be talking about that a little bit like especially specifically the the, the late, latter portion of the movie where we got that the really really late part of it yeah yeah and it was funny because i'm going through the cast and crew you know putting all, all the notes together and everything that was the actor's uh character name skinny teth adam no <laughs> yeah oh wow <laughs> so that was funny they even the rock won't even allow just a a normal looking man to just be a normal looking you know it has to be skinny rock Mm, yep of course that was very jarring seeing his head <laughs> on that on that dude's body especially the again, like the first time we saw it, it was like okay he's skinny but he's still kind of fit and then in like in the past but in the present it was like well this is probably one of the things that they lost some points on but they didn't lose too many we'll we'll talk about that yeah and and, and definitely get into uh skinny teth adam we'll, we'll get down to the the, all, the skinny on him if you will. Mm. uh because if you haven't mm. guessed already we're going to be discussing the latest uh dceu movie black adam starring Dwayne the rock johnson um and some other notable characters but that's really it that's all i really need to say off the top right it's just yeah the rock yeah it's that that is enough i would say it's it's, it's a rock movie <laughs> So, uh, but before we get to that, Nick, um, I know you were just saying in our little pre-show chat that you don't like when your worlds collide, when you're crossing streams, so to speak, but I'm going to gonna do it one more time for you this week. Um, do you own an iron? Just, yeah. just simply, do you own an iron? Yeah, I, I told you, I, the, the five is my best club. And then I would say I could probably just play with that and the seven and then maybe some form of a pitching wedge and I'd be fine. For oh, most of that. no. Oh, just, no. But it's we're getting close. I don't think we can play right anymore, Wes. The weather's getting pretty crappy right now. Oh, Nick, I wish you didn't tell me to be on my toes for this, as if you as if you prepared for that response. <laughs> I like when you come in fresh on that oh, uh, because sorry. although I do love a good good uh, word playing, a little, little play on words there. Um, mm. Not when I'm talking about exactly that. Oh. I'm referring to uh, an iron one that you would use apply steam to uh, on your clothing. Uh, Something that you might wear to your first day in the office. I do believe I am in possession of one of those forms of irons. Yes. Because I asked this because you you hit um, a little bit of virality on on the social media website, Twitter. Uh, Maybe you're familiar. Uh, I believe it's at fry underscore guy one uh for yes. those who aren't aren't affiliated aren't initiated there yeah uh but nick of course in another life works with uh billy d at DraftKings, so they they do mm. some great work over there obviously it's uh fantasy football time dfs time and as we're talking about little little fan uh playoff baseball there so nick's our guy to go to on that however a little bit of a promotion uh so congratulations there but you're going Thank to you. the office here uh, and and Billy takes this photo of you uh, in the wild, so to speak. Yeah, and it's um, not the attire that I have an issue with because that's it, you. You know, you, you're you at the end of the day, right? But yeah. also, also, I want to point out the one thing that bothered me about it because I totally like someone. Okay, 
So we took the picture and someone asked me like, well, don't you want to take it in front of like the, uh, one of the logos or something like that? I was like, no, I want this to look stupid. Like this is for, <laughs> this is for the group. One, you looked uncomfortable. This, yeah. this was, that was the point. It was supposed yeah. to be, it was for the group. It was not for the masses. One, mm. two, I forgot that I had my shirt tucked in. I never, ever, unless I legitimately, unless I'm on a golf course or like wearing like, you know, an actual collared shirt and everything. Mm-hmm. I don't tuck my shirt and I absolutely hate it. I think it looks terrible on like 97% of people. And as much as I'm in good shape and everything, I still don't like it. I feel, I always feel it looks weird and it never makes me look as good as I should. But when I'm on camera and I'm wearing something that's a little bit too big for me, I tuck have to, I have to, right? Right now we don't have to worry about that. And this is how I do a lot of the DraftKings shows, but I was in studio and I got there and I was like, oh, wow. Like I, I could see myself on camera. I was like, this thing looks like. This thing looks huge on me. So I tuck it in and in, mm-hmm. in person, it looks awful. It is supposed to look awful, but like it make it on camera. It looks fine because you only see so much of me. So right. that was, that was the mess there, but that is uh, for, just for so everybody knows, but that is not the problem apparently you have with me. No, because uh, the picture doesn't show this out. And of course we're, you know, this is an audio format here where much people listen to us. So, uh, mm-hmm. and, and we don't have a photo up here on the live stream. So uh, we're, we're trying to paint the picture for the mind's eye here, but uh, <laughs> Nick was in a, uh, a red plaid striped shirt of some sorts, kind of like a country kind of look there, jeans, cowboy bu- belt buckle, right? Construction boots. Pretty much. Right. Is that, yeah, that sounds do, all do right. I feel like I'm yeah, getting that right there. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, all right. So it's it's not it's not th- that issue, and, and I agree because it looks like your your pants, just from what I remember, were a little too low to be doing the tucked in thing. You know, you want your pants up a little bit higher in the waist, so your, your torso doesn't look as long, right? I think that's kind of kind of what you want to look go for. But however, saw a clip of you with uh, Emerson. Uh, was that where you were, you were oh, no, uh, in the studio with Kaufman? Coffin. Okay. Yeah. So whoever you were talking to, I saw you in the booth there and maybe it was just because it's hunched up. Cause I'm, as I'm looking on the screen, my shirt's a little bunched up, but it looked wrinkly mm. and, and and the camera, those, they got HD cameras. I'm sure they got a very nice studio there. So it may yeah. be something to be mindful of moving forward that the camera, you know, don't worry about the 10 pounds, you know, it's, it's yeah. bulking season. That's okay. <laughs> but make sure that the, 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 your shirt is ironed. So, First thing, uh, make sure you guys go check out Billy's like latest tweet on it at Billy Yay two four four one because <laughs> he did a season. he did a amazing thing for how like you said for Halloween season. Um, but I, I'll tell you what, Wes, when you you first texted me about it, you said how uh, you said you mentioned the wrinkles, and I thought it was just because of the picture. But no one you saw it in the video. That's disappointing because um, that I, that shouldn't happen. That that that's bad. So that's on me, and it's honestly, Wes, uh, due to laziness when I go and do the laundry, I don't want to hang stuff <laughs> up right away. I'm like, I, I don't, I just don't want to do it. So, well, you know, uh, it's, it's probably iron. a problem that we all face after being uh, remote or at home or whatever for the last how many years due to COVID and stuff. So you now you kind of have to like re, you know, we're all feral. You know? Yeah, so it's like you know, how just do I bit. how do I do society? You know? Yes. No, it's that was very much uh, in play. What do me, I wear the when there's inclement weather? You know, trying like to, that kind of stuff. That and trying to factor and tr- figure out traffic again. I haven't had to deal with Boston traffic since like real Boston traffic, like for work, I mean. Right. Yeah. Since yeah. before 2020 or since, sorry, since pre for the game that Rudy Gobert. Uh, right. His last yeah, game yeah, yeah. Boston. That's what it was. Yep. So. It's been a bit of a, it was a bit of an adjustment for me. So yes, but I appreciate you saying something because uh, true, no one else said anything. So that's a true friend right there looking out for me. 
it's all coming from a place of love here. And and, and then two and saying you know, it two, in group chat and not go. I know you're saying it now, but I was I knew this yeah. was coming. Not yeah, yeah. blasting me to everybody else when I knew didn't know in the moment that this was going to be a thing for Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that you know, you thought you were in the tree of trust there. You know, yeah. there were some violations there. That was for maybe real. a personal attack on on someone's part there. Some would say, but two solutions to the baggy shirt problem. One, go with a little bit of a slim fit. Right. You know, I'm sure Lauren would be able to help you out with that. Maybe untuckit.com. We can get a sponsor in here. Maybe uh, I, mean, I don't know. Who knows? We'd but that. the other one, you could do the Dale Arnold and then just take um, you know binder binder clips. And just kind of clip everything in the back there. Good Lord. No, I'll go pay a tailor to do something for that. Like, you know, not for my flannels, <laughs> but if I had to do that for my dress clothes, yeah, I'm all set. I'll, I'll pay, I'll pay a tailor. I, I, I'm not struggling that much. Jesus. Yeah, that's rough. Um, uh, all right. So that's good to know. I'm, yeah, I'm just, just going to get this out of the way. But, you know, with all that little bit of, uh, you know, elbow and around and everything comes with good news. You, you earn the, you get a little bit of a promotion there. So that's, yes. That's yes, great thank stuff. You. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm starting to wonder, maybe I should just try and get uh, a fat version of me to go in studio, kind of like Rock did, um, where he has a skinny version of him. Kind of get oh, the there we just go. My old clothes. See, what I think you should do is just have someone a little bit smaller walk around you at all times so you appear bigger. Mm, I should I should not be so close to Billy anymore than what you're telling me. That's going to be tough. Well, okay. you're, you're taller than Billy. You're like two oh, Billy's. Uh, oh, you meant height-wise. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I mis misunderstood. Okay. Oh, man. Anyways. He just got a double dig there. He didn't even... It's short and fat. Damn. Um, <laughs> that's tough. <laughs> you just didn't even... uh, let's move on here because we got... I didn't think we were going to get this tonight uh, because some of the... Yeah, the sleuthers, internet scoopers here, uh, movie journalists, some, some might prefer... Uh, we're saying this was going to come out later tonight or tomorrow, but nevertheless, the first trailer of Ant-Man Quantumania was released today, proving, much like the NFL, that Marvel can't let anyone else have a good thing for too long. Mm, they got to yes. come in and steal the show, and you be like, no, 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 eyes back on me here. Um, and it worked, right? Oh, it totally worked. I, one would think, though, like, why not have this come out during the, the, the Monday Night Football game. Maybe it doesn't just work. Maybe maybe it hasn't done anything for their ratings. I don't know. But I would just think, why not when you kind of have the whole Monopoly thing going on there? So here is, and I, I think that makes a lot of sense. My one thing about this is when I heard it was going to be released at, at today at some point, like I said, and there was some count, seven hours, six hours, five hours. I think it was my time to shine hello. Uh, if you're on Twitter, big, I think that's a she- uh, big scooper. I uh, got, got oh, a lot yep, of stuff okay. right and everything. But yep. uh, anyway, so she was saying five hours, 10 hours. So that makes sense. But then I saw that they released like a Russian version, a Russian dubbed over version of the exact trailer, but just with like Russian huh. dubs that was going out to Kazakhstan. So that got released essentially shot for shot, everything, just not in English. So then I think they were like, all right, well, if this is already out there, might as well. Uh, but yeah. I'm sure we'll see it tonight, like on on Monday Night Football. One would think, yeah, that would that would make a lot of sense. Yeah, because there's, I mean, as much as a lot of people are going to be seeing online, I, I would imagine there's plenty of people watching the football game that this just isn't even remotely yeah, on their radar. Exactly. I Twitter mean, even when everybody. You, when when we get it, when we dig into our main topic too, I mean, there's a certain th a, a certain big reveal that happens at the end of the movie, and it, we're all excited about it. But if you're listening to the show here, um, or if you're like us and you, you're going and trying to find all these new this news early. Like we knew this was coming. 
And it, yeah. but still, I, I go to see the movie, and then everybody's really excited about it, and it, and because most of them don't know that's right. Coming. Same thing, like in um, uh, Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness with Charlie Xavier and all that stuff. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yes, but but with the Sandman stuff, a lot of yep. cool things. When we see our first uh, real full body view of Kang the Conqueror, Jonathan yeah. Majors, uh, and he's on that that time moving, uh, you know, portal or whatever he's on there platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the chair that it's moving. So very very cool things. Uh, we see Cassie Lang, who looks like she's just causing all sorts of trouble in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you got Michelle Pfeiffer like, no, why would you want to send a beacon out to the quantum realm? They answer back and then bam, what, what happens? They get sucked in. Yeah. So all and these the- shenanigans are going to take place in quantum mania. I'm getting like huge guardian vibes here, which I like with, with the music tone and like all the different creatures and everything that they're kind of interacting mm-hmm. with. Yeah. They're going, they're going all over the place with this stuff. I mean, I, I, you know, we expected them to be, you know, delving deep into this, obviously into the the quantum realm, but I, I didn't expect you to see like these cities and and shit like that, that, uh, that we're seeing pop up in the course of it all. So I'm, I'm stunned by that. And then, you know, you mentioned Jonathan Majors too. I know, uh, in there, in our group chat, we're talking about how yoked he is right now because he's got Mm -hmm. that Creed movie that he's in as well. This guy is like, this is about to be the era of Jonathan Majors, like a hundred percent. Uh, I think even more so than what, where Josh Brolin came in and dominated as Thanos. I think that he kicked ass in that role in those two movies and like everything was good outside of it, but he wasn't, he didn't quite have that same um, impact that I think Jonathan Major is going to have. And I think the big reason is there's such this hunger now to have a Thanos like guy. Mm-hmm. So all eyes are going to be on Jonathan Majors at all times. And I think he's ready for it. I think he's going to absolutely crush it. He already has so far. Yeah, and what's what's kind of cool because you know obviously the comparisons rightfully so are going to be to Thanos and Brolin and and between uh, Infinity War and Endgame, you know you really see the two different versions of Thanos. There you see um, the guy who's really measured and knows what he's doing and kind of in control of everything and just kind of like following fate's destiny. And then you have this other guy who's at the end of it who's who's just out for death and it's like I'm just going to kill everything. And that's what I think we're going to be getting with. Um, you know, Kang the Conqueror, you know, we saw him, he who remains and Loki, we're going to see this version of him, which seems to be more of like the traditional Kang the Conqueror that we've seen from the comics. Mm. Uh, and then I think he's going to come back, Kang Dynasty, you're going to see these different versions, these different forms that were already set up um, in Loki, which I think could lead to like, again, a very interesting uh, character studies, if you will, into yeah. the one or many characters of Kang. Yeah, I, there's there's loads of potential, and I think looking at this movie too, the, the big specifically just looking at this in a vacuum or however you want to put it, um, like where we've talked so many times, right? Like whether it's you saying it or Joe or other guys in the DSU, where like you know the next movie has a lot to do and whatnot. I think this trailer, I would imagine. I mean, I'm, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm curious how you feel. I would think that everybody who's been clamoring for you're not furthering the larger story. We're not getting anything on that end. I'm hoping it's this. This this uh, this trailer was like, okay, this is where we're finally going to get it. Yeah, yeah, and it's, you know, coming right right around in February, so you know, we have uh, Wakanda Forever, and then and then Ant Man coming up next. So that's you know, two really solid movies in the pipeline that you know, hopefully, um, again, kind of further that plot, like you mentioned here. But let's but are you Jonathan Major? Oh. Are you only cautiously optimistic about it at this point? 
This one I'm not. Uh, okay. This this movie I've been excited about for a long time since they announced it. Again, it's pretty much since you know they said it was going to be connected to Loki and the season finale of Loki. Um, so you know, I, I'm ready for this. This should this should be fun. Gotcha. And it's it's Paul Rudd. Well, it's Paul I was Rudd. waiting for that. I was waiting for you to say it. It's Paul Rudd. He's my guy. Um, but with Jonathan Majors here, you mentioned the Creed uh, three trailer. Mm. Just yeah, you know, pretty. I think that came out late last week after we recorded, but. You mentioned, I mean, it's a beefcake factory there between uh, Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors. Yeah, I've actually not seen any of the Creed movies. It took, I didn't see, I didn't none see none of all, them, huh? None of them, and not because I don't want to. It's just there. I don't know. Sometimes there are things that I'm like, oh, I want to see this, and then it's not like number one, so you, you mm, put it on the back burner. Actually, sure, I have yeah. a show that I've been doing that with recently, um, the Umbrella Academy. Like, mm. really wanted to watch. It. I'm finally getting back into it over this past weekend. I watched it a few episodes, but it's another thing where it's like I like it a lot. I know I've seen some of it. I know I'm gonna like Creed. I like you know the good Rocky stuff. So I just haven't, and I like Michael B. Jordan. I just haven't given it the time to do that yet. Especially when we're doing watching all the stuff we're watching. I just haven't been able to, unfortunately. Well, this guy, he is the Clubber Lang version of this, rightfully wow. so. In, in the third part of the trilogy here, Rocky Three had Clubber Lang. This guy gets out of prison, they're childhood friends, and then then Jonathan Majors is, you know, trying to get everything great, that yeah. Michael B. Jordan had. You know, it's gonna it's gonna be great. And what I didn't know that he's uh directing this, uh Michael Jordan. Really? Okay. Mm -hmm. I love the concept though. Like you, cool. you have to fight your old, your old you know, friend like that. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting thing. So I like that there. Yeah. So you got the young hungry guy who's just out of prison, something to prove. And then you have the other guy, you know, who's uh, maybe a little bit comfortable. Yes. Yeah. Never want to get too comfortable. Yeah, exactly. But, but Nick, what? we want you to sit back and relax and get comfy for your comic book minute, which is oh. right now. Oh, I can. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. So uh, from DC this week, the big one there is Batman Beyond the White Knight issue six is the final issue of the third volume of the Murphy verse, which is all the Batman White Knight stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll be talking about that on TLDR this week, as well as Vanish issue two, which is going to be the next one of the next big things in comics in terms of like turn into a show has infinite potential. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's. Um, how would I? Okay, it's like a, a blend of like Harry Potter and mm -hmm. the boys. Mm -hmm. There's, uh, I think, a bit of invincible influence in it, but those are the two mm -hmm. ones that that probably jump out the most: Harry okay. Potter and, and the boys. So well, I think that's enough my language. Yes. Um, then we also got from Boom the first issue of Damn Them All. That's from a friend of TLDR, Cy Spurrier. And I got I got a chance to read this first one. I'll be reviewing it for Geeks Worldwide, which, of course, you can listen to us on there as well. Um, I got a chance to, to look at this one, though, already. And if you like Constantine in any capacity, which everybody knows that I fucking love Constantine. Oh, yeah. You want to check this out. There's especially right now in comics where there's a void, like we don't have any Constantine stuff. And anytime we, we see him pop up, it's like it's not really like that dark, edgy, nasty world that Constantine, you know, normally is in. This first issue absolutely has all of that. Um, so I, I rec absolutely recommend checking that out. And obviously, Cy Spurrier, big fan of his work as well. As for TLDR this week, we're finally talking some Halloween comics or some horror comics um, because we've been, you know, we haven't been able to do that for a bit between interviews and TLDO, TLDW. So um, <laughs> there's some, some horror-like stuff coming to you guys this week. All right. Awesome. With Halloween right around the corner, 
Long have enough. you do you have any Halloween candy prepared or uh I mean I'm in an apartment building I don't think I need to do I need to worry about that I don't know you know some, sometimes it's just good to have you know you go and pick it yeah. up and you tell the lady hey you know in case we get kids there you sound like a thoughtful guy then okay. you just have candy to snack on if not that's a good that's a good call I'm gonna do that so we win yeah I didn't I didn't think that one through I, I I did you we've definitely talked about this before when I grew up, nobody came to my house for Halloween. Like the how the road that I lived on, like there wasn't a lot of kids that lived in that area. Oh um, yeah. Like there are certain parts of Westport where you went for trick or treating, mm-hmm. and that was not one of them. Oh, so that's gotta be uh, that's kind of a bummer. I'm sure older that's kind of better, but uh, you know, when, it, well, when you're young and you want to be, close. I went out all the time though, so it worked. You know what I mean? Ah, so yeah, kind of go. Yeah, I never got there stuck in the house on Halloween. I always did, I did the same thing every day. I always went to see my godfather. But did you hand out candy usually, or did you go out? No, I always went out. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, no, I never got stuck doing that. And if anything, if, if my parents were going out or whatever, they would just leave some candy out in the front. And, right. You know, whoever the lucky first person was would get the whole bag. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, I think we had that happen a few times, the few times that we actually put candy out. But, yeah. Anyways, uh, that is it for the comic book minute. And uh, mm-hmm, since mm-hmm. I won the last uh, debate or voting, yeah. whatever it was, um, I will take us into our main topic, which is Black Adam exit survey. The synopsis for this bad boy, nearly 5,000 years after he was bestowed with the almighty powers of the Egyptian gods and imprisoned just as quickly, Black Adam is freed from his early tomb, ready to unleash his unique form of justice on the modern world. This movie was directed by, geez, Wame Colette Serra. And written by Adam Teichel and Rory Haynes, um, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Black Adam, Aldous Hodge as Hawkman, Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate, Noah Centineau, uh, Adam Smasher, uh, Sarah Sahi as Adriana Tomaz, uh, Quintessa Swindle as Cyclone, Moran Kenzari as Ishmael, Bodhi Subungai, uh, Amon Tomaz. Uh, Muhammad Amir as Kamir, uh, and J- Jalen, Jalen Christian, yeah, as uh, Haru. Wow, mm-hmm. I gotta win one of these debates, man. <laughs> that was uh, those first three, those first two names you had were were uh, Jame Jame Kletzera. Yep, I think I think you said it right, Jame. S- yeah. Right. Anyways, uh, as for the box office and critics response, uh, hauled in 140 million worldwide. Uh, in, in including 67 million domestically to this point, obviously very early in the process. Uh, 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb, and then this is insane 3990 <laughs> split on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 4.6 out of 5 on Google reviews, with 94% of Google users liking this movie. I I don't get the 39. This is a, it's been a long time since I've thought Rotten Tomatoes critics were like just completely off. Um, yeah, I um, this is not a 90 movie, but it's way no. closer to 90 than than the 39 there. And, and I think the 90 has 2,500 plus reviews from the audience score. That you know, you take the audience score with a grain of salt. Mm. I think I think to this point, we also take the credit score with a grain of salt. At least yep. at least I do. So you know. And I've been pretty uh, down on IMDb for, for a little while now, Wes, but I'm curious, do you lean more towards, we're, we're both going to give our grades in a sec, obviously, and we're pretty in the middle here, but would you lean more towards the 90 with the audience or the 7.1 out of 10 
on IMDb. Seven point one out of ten. They, I, I agree. Yeah, a ninety is a tough grade for me. That's a that's a really good movie. Um, yep. Yeah, you do a lot of things right there, but you know. Yep. Um, I, I think it's interesting. I think we saw I saw my guy, uh, our guy, uh, Casey Walsh, talking about kind of like the disparity online today uh, mm. between the critic scores uh, of Rotten Tomatoes and the audience scores, and who to trust, you know, who uh, you as a public, as a person, should trust more, the critics or the uh, the audience score. And I'm like, and he's kind of going back and forth. And obviously, he's a, you know a little bit more on the critic side there, and I can mm. understand his positioning on that. But you know, from my standpoint, I'm like, I don't know for for these comic book movies, for the movies that like we review, these action kind of popcorn movies. Like, I don't really care what the critics think about it. You, you know, you know what I mean? Like, mm. what I want to know is someone like me. Do they like this movie? The audience, you know. Right. So that that's where it comes through. But if I'm looking for like an Oscar worthy movie, then like. Yeah, I want the critics' point of view on this, whether I should waste three hours or not. You know, right, right. I, I just think, well, I mean, I, I tend to agree with you by and large. I, I remember learning from somebody a few years ago when it comes to critics, like how exactly should you approach them as like a consumer of critics? I guess because uh, I always thought like, oh, this person says it's bad, this person says it's bad. So, no, you want to find a person that has a similar taste to you, and I think, and then from there. That's where you, you want to like, that's where you can kind of like learn from them or listen, listen to them and hear what they have to say. But when we go do all these aggregate scores, cause we just want to put scores on things all the time. When we do that, we're getting an amalgamation of what everybody thinks. Oh, look at that. I love while that. That's, while that's okay. And everybody can have, you know, everybody <laughs> now has their uh, a voice and opinion in some capacity, right? Everybody's always had an opinion, but now everybody has sure. a voice in some capacity. Now it's like, okay, well, now we're just looking at the grades, but we're not actually getting to hear from the people that maybe our views kind of align with. And I think that's mm-hmm. where we're running into the issues. And that's why we do what we do in Dork and in Mac and Goo and in PCP, right? Because we have similar views to one another, but you know, we're all a little bit different in our own way. So, Absolutely. yeah. Hey, well, well said, Nick. I like Thanks. that. With that, why don't you hit me with the, the tweet length review and why don't you? Give me a score while you're at it. I just blacked out there. Um, so I gave <laughs> I gave this uh, an 81 out of 100. But like I said, Wes, with you, I am I would tend to lean more towards 7.1 versus the 90 if I had to go one way or the other with the grading. Uh, much better than I expected it to be going in. Also, nothing groundbreaking either. Um, mm-hmm. the, the surprise at the end worked really well. Um, and DC made, made a strong use of some characters that I'd previously not cared much for about before. Yeah, perfect. I'll, I'll pick up right from there. 83 out of the 100. We're normally not even on the same block. We're neighbors here, probably sharing some mm. hedges. Uh, but mm-hmm. this is a surprisingly fun eh, movie. With, uh... It's not always good. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's a good point. Uh, a surprisingly fun movie with cool supporting heroes, to your point. Um, it's a little long. You get a big info dump in the beginning. Uh, and, and that, that second to third act bridge is a, is a big bore. Uh, but The Rock was made to be a superhero, and it works for me, even if he is just The Rock. Mm. The, the slow-mo Snyder-esque stuff was, was okay, but uh, it was cool in moments. Yeah, it was a little overdone, but it, it was effective. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that's a good way to put that, the slow-mo stuff. like it's I don't get why they want to do so much of this stuff, though. It's tough. It's you know when you have a hero who's so overpowered, whether it's Superman or or Black Adam in this case, like how do you showcase his ability to overpower other superpowered p- people? You know, and mm. like t- to be able to see things and slow it down, like you know, like an NBA player weaving through traffic and just seeing everything before it happened or whatever. You know, like yeah, I think, I think that's the, a good way to kind of do it, but it's it's cliche. 
the first slow motion sequence, right? Or the really big one with all the, the, the soldiers and stuff. I thought that was pretty cool. And I do think when you're talking about like, you know, Black Adam versus Hawkman or whatever, okay, fine. But it felt like there was so much of it. Like you said, it, there's, just, there's just a little bit too much. Um, and don't give me too much of that with regular people. Like the first time you did it, that's fine. It kind of gives us an idea of how fast he can move. But I'd rather just see a bunch of like those those swift punches and then the guy just goes flying or he just he, like he, yeah, he launched yeah, that yeah. one guy or he launched quite a few guys. But um, that kind of stuff like that, mm-hmm. that gets the point across too. Yeah, no, I'm absolutely there. And then, you know, so we both like the movie. We're, we're right there with a solid B, B minus. Um, how was your theater experience before we get into it? It was good. I was uh, riding solo on this one. Actually, probably going to end up seeing it again just because Lauren couldn't, I couldn't line up on a time for it. Um, but ah. she does, she does want to see it. But I ended up going to Chunky's, did not mm-hmm. get a Chunky. So that's also mm-hmm. good. Um, good. But a l- little Sunday, Sunday matinee relaxing all around um, experience. Got to sit way in the back. Not a whole lot of people there. So worked out mm, well. Yeah, oh, yeah. nice. Uh, I went to maybe your old stomping grounds there at the Dartmouth AMC Theater at the Dartmouth hey. Mall. Uh, Saturday night, prime time, 7.30. Wife Whoa. was out with some old dance friends. So I was like, ah. okay, this is me here. I got some time. So we go and I had to sit in the front. So the exact opposite for me here. But mm. yeah, I had some young, Definitely. some young Rufians, some young Gohars oh, no. sitting in front of me there, you know. But surprisingly, fine, not an issue. No problem at all. Just kids being kids, you know. Uh, but okay. overall, it was pretty good. I, I think candy. I had I had a nice aha lemon lime seltzer. Cool uh-huh. stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. what they had there, uh-huh. beef jerky. Oh. Beef okay. jerky and gummy worms. <laughs> Beef jerky, gummy worms, and aha. Okay. Yeah. That mm-hmm. is, uh, that is, I actually had chicken tenders because Chunky's does food. So, oh, I got food. that's real nice. Yes. So, that was, that was, um, I enjoyed that. I, I will say, I'm not going to do that every time because that stuff, as you would imagine, it's quite a bit overpriced. Um, sure. they have like a, a waiter and a waitress or waitress mm-hmm. for you. So, you got to oh, tip them wow. and stuff too. So, oh, it's kind yeah. of a whole thing. So, it's, it's a little bit of a lot. Um, but, you know, I was by myself and just, why not? Sometimes you got to treat yourself, you know? Yep. Yep. I like Absolutely. It. But anyways, uh, what... What'd you uh, think of The Rock? Oh. <laughs> nope. You're good. Uh, what did I think of The Rock? Oh, uh, Yeah, sorry. finally no. taking on the superhero role. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he actually did a pretty, pretty damn good job. And I mean, and, uh, there's a lot of times where he's like, I'm not a hero. I'm not a hero. I'm not a hero. Like, okay, we, we get it. You're not a hero. Yeah. You, said, you, you said it enough. Um, but the big thing, and I think we were... I don't know if we are talking about this... In, before the show or during, I can't remember now. Um, it's just all the same, just all blends into one thing, Wes. But um, I really like how they they mess with the origin of the character a little bit. Yes. Um, and then and again, we're all this is a spoiler-filled podcast for those who are new to the show. Um, when he, you know, you go and turn him into a father and have him uh have his son be the champion before, and then he mm-hmm. gave him the like it, that that's an interesting twist. That's not what happened in the comics, but this is a character who Sure, I kind of care about in some capacity now, but I don't care about enough where you can't mess around with them a little bit. And again, this is, you know, it's not the comics. This is the, these are the movies. So you're going to make some changes. I like this change a lot. Yeah, I thought he was great. I, I think, you know, I've said this a couple of times on this program that I think uh, former wrestlers or wrestlers in general are, are tailor-made for this superhero genre. You know, they already know a lot of the moves. They could probably do a lot of their own stunts. They're already on HGH or larger than life, you know, so... It's um, I think it's a good fit, and The Rock is the ultimate, you know, crossover uh, wrestler after this. So it just makes yeah. sense. He, again, you know, I don't think he could have played like 
Star Lord or anything, you know, a, oh. a huge uh, major character with a, like a lot of personality to it. This this is perfect for him. I agree. Uh, where he doesn't have to, ha- he can just be the Rock. Where you have, whenever you start getting these superstar personalities, because we're not just talking about actors, we're talking about superstar personalities, people who kind of yeah. like transcend. It's like you see them, and it's something like you see that actor there. I think you need to take the, you need to give them the roles like this, like, like a black Adam where it's like, okay, you could go and make them somewhat important, but at the same time, they're not like, people aren't going to go and like, it's fine if they think, look at them and see a different individual there, not, not just black Adam, like Robert Downey Jr. Right. right. was not what he is now when he first took on Iron Man. Yes. A lot of people knew who he was, but he was not the superstar that he is now. Mm-hmm. You go and put a, a Brad Pitt maybe in the MCU you're better off putting him in as a role like the vanisher because it's just like he, he's going to take over. It's going to become Brad right. Pitt now. You just see Brad Pitt with everyone else around him. Yeah, yes. I, that, exactly. I'm right there with him. But w- with this, it works perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, how about let's move on to the next topic here? Uh, as a uh, oh. what will age the best from this movie? Well, I think you listed off the the, the best options, just like from um. From kind of a, a macro note, though, before you dig into actual like you know mm-hmm. things that happened, I think this is going to be something that's very watchable for people over time. I agree. The movie, yeah. just in general, it's fun. It, you you can put it on in the background. You don't have to think too yes. much. It's not attached to anything as well, which is usually my big sticking point with the MCU. But yep. different universe, different rules here. I'm good with this. Yes, 100. percent And it's it, like as much as there's a little bit too much slow motion, there's a a ton of action. So mm-hmm. you're totally fine. Like, you, yeah, okay, there's a couple of down moments, but there's a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah, absolutely. But, but you know, I think the JSA, um, you know, with this preview, I think we're all kind of like, what is this movie going to be? And, like, I, again, I only know the Justice League. So when I heard the JSA, I was like, what is this, like, some, like, lower, lower-tier Justice League thing going on? Mm-hmm. So, but and I'm like, who's Hawkman? Like, what is this? I, I don't really have too much of, a, of an understanding or, like, background of of all these like dc maybe b or c level characters but i thought they were great i thought aldous hodge hawkman was awesome i thought dr fate was amazing you know and again i'm thinking the same thing like all right this is just a dr strange ripoff here but like i think i might roll with dr fate over dr strange pierce brosnan over benedict cumberbatch i am i crazy I don't think you're crazy. I really like, 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 so I, fate is, there's definitely uh, obvious similarities when you look at the two characters um, and the name, everything like that premise. But I've always thought like, once I first started to get to know fate, I was like, Oh no, this guy's kind of cool in his own way. He's got his own thing going on. I don't really care a whole hell of a lot for strange. So I, I, I wouldn't say I leaned more fate, but they were on pretty similar playing field for me. Now I'm full blown just on the side of fate. He, I think he's way cooler than, than strange is at this point. Yeah. I thought I, I, I loved the use of, you know, his, all his mirror powers. I thought that was on cool display. The helmet looked really cool. You know, and mm-hmm. again, he's all very laid back and, you know, you know, the future, you know, how everything's going. So you're, you're kind of, you know, bored anyway, if you're, if yeah. you're him, you know, so he's always a little bit reserved. Yeah. And um, I will say where we talk about Pierce Brosnan, I mean, look, he's not uh, rock Pierce Brosnan. This is, this is not his era right now. Of course. Like there's a lot of kids mm-hmm. watching this movie and they just, that's, that's Dr. Fate. That's it. They don't see Pierce Brosnan there. Um, but for me, where I still kind of see him as that, you, this, the helmet, they did an outstanding job with that thing. Cause in the comics, it's, fairly bland but mm-hmm. in, in here it's not crazy different but it is like 
they they did just enough where every time he puts it on, I totally forget that it's Pierce Brosnan, quite honestly. Yeah, and, and even just talking about that, like his swag, I haven't seen him. Yeah, you know, I, I think he started Mamma Mia, and I think that was like a little bit of a renaissance for him, but like I haven't really seen much of him, you know, since the um uh what's the Thomas Crown affair and, and all the James Bond stuff. Eurovision was the last thing I remember seeing him in. Well, for oh. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He was in that as well. Yeah, exactly. His dad um, was like a total jerk. <laughs> right, right, right. But I mean, and like, I'm, this was like almost seeing him as an older 007. And it just got my mind like, wouldn't that be great to kind of get maybe this gets like Pierce Brosnan, a one off Logan esque 007 Pierce Brosnan movie where it's mm-hmm. like old guy on the run, but still kind of working. Because that was kind of like the run with James Bond with. Or um, Sean Connery it was kind of like an older, hmm. you know, uh, James Bond. Maybe that's not as like tactical and fighting and army like militant. Like mm-hmm. um, what's his name? Daniel Craig is now. So I don't right. know. I, I'm just very high on Pierce Brosnan's stock. That's all I'm saying. Sure, it was, and he was he like you said he he absolutely kicked ass yes in this role. Like he, he was it was outstanding. And um, it, another thing too, bringing up his helmet, he was he wore his helmet just enough. I would say. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I also think when you look at Hawkman too, we got enough, like, I know it's, it's a little different cause you can, it's kind of more Batman like where you can see more of his face, yeah. but I, I felt like Aldous Hodge was wearing the Hawkman mask enough throughout the entire movie. And I, I think that's a gripe that, you know, Rich Keefe hashtag Dork has brought up a ton. And I think it's a very justifiable gripe. Like it's, that's where in the comics, like these, what makes these characters so freaking cool, wear your mm-hmm. masks. And we don't see that in, in, enough in, in superhero movies, I think. Um, but here, I felt like they did a very good job of giving us ex- just the right amount, at least. Yeah, absolutely. There, and we'll get into the Hawkman uh, and him overall a little bit, a little bit later as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I loved how they just kind of jumped into uh, the JSA being established, and they yeah. just don't really give these heroes too much of a backstory. You know, you already have that long. 10, 15 minutes of exposition and info dump, you know, on, on the whole backstory of black Adam to get you up to speed there with that. So they're not wasting any more time. They're already set up. They're already connected with Waller. They're pulling Adam smasher. And, um, um, who's, who's the girl there? Why am I blanking on her? It's like cyclone, uh, cyclone there. And they're already established, pulling them in, bam. And they're off. It may yep. seem a little disjointed to some, um, but you know, right off the heels of, she-Hulk, where I feel like it was a big missed opportunity spending as much time on, like, the origin story and starting up. Like, no, let's just get right into it here. Yeah, yeah they did a that, good job. From it. that perspective, I appreciated it. And with um, with Adam Smasher, too. Well, Adam Smasher and Cyclone, I mean, I thought Cy- they were both, for me, I was like, these two are more here for the kids, I think. Um, and they definitely fit that role sure. well. And I thought with Adam Smasher, too, where it's like, this is a guy who's just getting thrown in the mix it's his first time where we so often see like super young like young superheroes or first time superheroes whatever like they get like once they're with that team for the first time like hey they come in and they're kicking ass and it's awesome and in this case they i thought they did a really good job of capturing like no he's gonna screw up he's gonna make a lot of dumbass mistakes it's gonna mm-hmm. take him some time and and i know we see mistakes in origin stories but this is a little different and i thought they did a really good job with it I, I like that too. And just to echo your point earlier, as we move on from, to the next category, but just that t- twist of Haru being the rock son. Yeah. The rock being able to be the hero of the people and how they kind of set that, set him up with the, um, 
the whole underlying theme of, of I'm assuming it's the U.S. government or whoever this private, privately funded organization coming in, setting up roadblocks and taking over the city for uh, yeah. their minerals, minerals, right? So um, I thought that was very interesting and a good way to kind of, again, make this anti-hero more of a hero or kind of like be more open to becoming a hero. Right. Yeah. Um, now we talk about what age will age best from the movie. Um, what will age worst from this movie, Wes? Yeah, first the kid. Um, kid was didn't do it for me. I thought he was a little punky. He was a little a little too cocky for me. You know, I, I, just, I didn't like it. Maybe maybe it was like the young ruffians in front of me here. Needed to be taken down a notch. Yeah, yeah. He was he was too comfortable around like an alien god. So <laughs> he, he's just he's just like, cracking wise with him. On a similar note, but I feel a slightly different individual, very, very much different individual. I think it was Adriana Tomas. Yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. his mother, uh, played by Sarah Shahi. Shahi. Um, that I thought they did a terrible job of writing that character. Like now, this is a character who I don't think she exists in the comics or anything like that. Just created for the movie. So what the hell does any of that matter? But I felt like every time, like at first, they're establishing her as a badass. She's like a treasure hunter all this kind of stuff. And I thought she was a pretty cool character. I was like, all right, she's, she's going to hold her own and everything. But then, and I get it. Look, her kid gets taken and whatnot, but they just go through these like radical shifts with her throughout the course of the movie that I'm just, yeah. I don't like, by the time I'm watching it at the end where she's fighting off the, the, the dead, the dead zombies or the dead army or whatever it is. I'm like, I have an easier time like buying that this, the clown uncle is going to fight them off than you, because you've just gone in so many different directions. So I, I thought they did a pretty poor job um, with a character who originally started off with some decent promise, and it's not on her at all. I don't. I just think they didn't write her well. Yeah, and it's not in, in the end. She's just kind of uh, you know what what helps Black Adam to get to different situations, right? 100%. She's kind of like a a little bit of the connected tissue there. The whole that family is just is more vehicle than anything else in the story. Yeah, but still, yeah. Um, but I will say what will age the worst is that alien zombie fight at the end or not the alien, but the zombie demon fight at the end. And they all, they all rise there. It's like, all right, we don't mm. need to get them all involved and have, have to fight too. Yeah. Mm. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, how, how about the villain? Mm. Yeah. Well, the, the villain overall age the worst because like, I kind of like the idea of the demon, uh, but I don't like Ishmael being it because he was so wimpy and like, mm not yeah. really set up to be the like a like a big leader like a big boss in this like this is a a, a i feel like we, we talk about this not like in, whether it's marvel dc maybe, maybe not so much marvel but we just run into this issue of uh, over the years of like you get this wimpy character and then you go and jack him up and then it's like yeah. oh he's really like he, he just kind of stinks and you don't you don't get it and he becomes he's the villain now and all this stuff i don't know if it's the acting or if it's the way that those characters are written over the years, but it's just that it continues to be a problem that we see pop up. So I, I tend to agree. Like, yeah, the, in the, maybe not just for those reasons, but the villain is just kind of, when you talk about the things that you look back on this movie and why you rewatch it, it's not going to be because of the villain, but then again, yeah. this is supposed to be more about black Adam and they kind of put him as, as a, they put him in the justice society in like villainous roles throughout the course of it all where they kind of weren't able to hide this guy. So mm -hmm. yeah, he served a purpose. And I did think the twist of like the crown being flipped upside down and everything like that. And yeah. all that was, was interesting, but yeah, in the end, like he's kind of whatever. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and like you said, the the bullied becoming the bully is is a bit of an overused trope, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and then just becoming like filled with rage, like oh, I'm going to get you back for everyone who gave me a, a swirly mm-hmm. in high school, and no depth. <laughs> on these characters i mean like that, that's really yeah. what it comes down to like whether you get th- that type of character or even when we see characters who are like uh, i don't know like they they always know they want the power and they were they were never like necessarily bullied like so- sometimes that's that's what we're playing now too we want a little bit more of a of a layer to the villain but again when you want to spend so much time developing black adam and c- creating all the different you know questions around him and the justice society it is a little bit hard but yeah, yeah, and, and and again, like I don't, I didn't really see the reveal of him, of Ishmael being the villain, um, as that big of a surprise because they didn't really set him up. Like he's talking on the phone mm. a little bit, and like after he's revealed, or right when you think that he's like a bad guy, mm-hmm. you know, so it makes it seem like that he's organizing all of this, but they don't really come out and say it. So when he does come out in like, I, I'm the leader of this, and I'm the descendant of the yeah. great king, and all this stuff, like. It's like, all right, dude. Well, what have you been? You've been hiding in a in a one bedroom apartment your whole life. Like, what are you doing? Right. That that part, I was not. The, when I talk about the surprise, to me, it's like, oh, he's like, he's not gone. He's dead, but he's not gone. Yeah, this whole yeah, thing's yeah. not over. That's when I was because, honest to God, I, at that like pretty much up until that point, I was like, okay, I'm probably gonna give it 75. It feels like it's coming to an end. They're kind of going, taking a little too long to to wrap everything up you're going to go and just put the rock away like that. And then, then what that's going to be the next movie, like breaking the rock out and all that. But th- that's where like, Oh no, there, there's a little bit more of a layer to this. So I did like that surprise with him. But other than that, I was like, yeah, okay. Like it, it's a little long at that point. Uh, how about you mentioned the bridge from, from the, that point when, like you said, right from when they imprisoned black Adam to when Ishmael yeah. gets crowned, that's, that, yep. that, that's a little bit of a period where I'm thinking it's going to be ending. It, just like you said, and then it, um, it, yes. it kind of carries on there. I knew you made uh, there, it somewhere. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, you, you ran right into it perfectly there. Um, commentary. This is so some of this I get, but I've seen this online a little bit, but that it's taking from some of the best other comic book movies that have been out there. The Justice League Superman slow mo stuff, or even um, uh, the Quicksilver slow mo stuff from the X Men stuff, or the JSA X Men School for the Gifted and Hawk Hawkman's uh, impenetrable plane to the uh, mm. why why uh, am I blanking uh, on the, uh, the, the, the X Men plane there the Quinjet yeah yeah I, I when I saw that I was like well that looks like the Quinjet hundred yeah. percent that was the first thing I thought of when I saw that. Yeah. How they use Doctor Fate and Doctor Strange, like we mentioned, well, Adam Smasher and Ant Man and stuff, and, and these are all characters. So it's not like they're just directly ripping from Marvel or anything like that. But you know how the ex- I can see from someone who maybe has only been introduced to the movies and they see something like this and they're like, "Oh, I can see that argument." I don't necessarily subscribe to it, but I can see how someone can make those connections and yeah, uh, knock this down a peg or two. Sure, and I and real quick too. Quinjet is uh, is MCU. The Blackbird is X Men. For those wondering at home, uh, my apologies on that one. Oh, but, there we go. Okay, good call. But yeah, the, the with the Doctor Fate stuff when we were seeing all the like the multiple Doctor Fates, I was like, this is a hundred percent. People are going to say, oh, this is a rip off from from uh, Doctor Strange and what he did in uh, Infinity War. And whatnot. I don't even care. It was so cool. That, yeah. like, give me that. Give me a thousand of everyone's every time. Like we ended up getting with Hawkman. Like that's yeah. Great. They did a really good job of making its own thing. And I felt visually as much as there are similarities, like 
yeah, but they they made it look in its its own unique in its own way from what Doctor Strange had done. I honestly, mm-hmm. I can't say it was necessarily better, but I I might have liked it more from Fate. It was cool. It was really and a part of it's the, just the whole surprise factor, not really yeah. knowing, not really doing any research or kind of trying mm-hmm. to look for things that are going to be in the movie. You know, just kind of accepting it. So it's like, oh wow, this is awesome. Part of the thing um, with Fate too is like he's like again you, you bring in Pierce Brosnan so there's a cool factor but there's also like a patience to him too. Strange yeah. doesn't have any of that. No, no, he's more like Tony Stark, kind of smug and, and a jerk yeah. to him, right? But even yeah. more of a dink. Right, right, right. Um, mm-hmm. Skinny Rock. We talked about this off the off the rip here. Yeah. Uh, we we see the Skinny Rock uh, in that middle life, right? So it's like the middle flashback scene when they're revealing that it was yep. Hamu who's actually his son and all that stuff. So. Um, very interesting. I didn't recognize him. It was a different actor at two different points in time. One looked like he was CGI. Um, and another one was just a different actor in a stand-in where they kind of like yeah. darkened his face. Uh, the, what do one you think of that? <laughs> in the prison was bad. Like that one was like that one, that one looked really weird to me. The one in, in the past, I was like, okay, it looks kind of odd, but I think it looked a lot better once I saw the uh the one in the waller like prison that was that was rough so and there was even there's more with that too i think i thought i i thought i noted it in here oh no it's in my unanswerable questions but uh, so i'll I'll save more on that but yeah skinny rock is up there i think in the end for me what will age worse though is probably that bridge that we were talking about um yeah when we're talking about rewatchability that's the point in the movie where you're gonna be like okay i know what's gonna happen here's what you're talking fate's gonna like give us some foreshadowing all these different Mm -hmm. things that's it I took out my phone at that period. That's when I, and I was like, oh shit, man, we got, we got a little bit more time left here, but yep. skinny rock. What I noticed is that like now, you know, he doesn't have hair, you know, he has the tribal tattoos, but a lot of people have those like rocks. Mo- the rocks most definable feature is his muscles are his muscles. Yeah. When he goes skinny, he's like an un, he's like a creative player at the first step. You know, he's got nothing on him. Like you, I, I'm not sure if you would be able to describe him in a, to a sketch artist. You're like, this is not, this is like a willy woolly that you just, I just drew, you know? He's Mac, but tan. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it was pretty yeah. funny. But I, so I, I, that's what I thought. Like the rock, like he is only strong. Like, you know, he doesn't, he's not necessarily I mean, is the rock? ugly but you know he's just that you know he's just he's, an average guy otherwise yes yes he looks better bald that's all we know <laughs> i guess like. yeah i i liked him with the hair when he had um you know back in the wrestling days yeah okay i think he looks better but bald to each how about own, some some most rewatchable scenes here uh, uh right off the, i mean all of, all of the action stuff but the, Specifically, I like JSA versus Black yes. Adam there more yes. more than anything. Else. I thought that was the best thing. You have everyone kind of on display. I do have questions. Maybe this is an answer one. Ooh. How is is Hawkman like invincible, or is he just like an, like an average guy? So I've seen him. Okay, so no, he's invincible. He I've seen him done differently over the years because I think we've seen him in the CW. Obviously, he's been in the comics. Um, but his origin, I think I've, the one from CW is one that jumps to mind right away because I think it's him. Like they can die him and, and Hawkgirl, but they also, they, they come back to life. Like they re, um, reincarnate. Yeah. Reincarnate. That's what it is. Thank you. I believe that's, that's what happens over the years with those two. Um, so yeah, that, but in this case they made him pretty much invincible. 
because I I envisioned him just from this movie as again like the Tony Stark, like the uh, um, Black Panther, King T'Challa. There is as someone who is just very capable and has a lot of resources around them. Mm-hmm. Um, so like when I'm watching him, you know, you may have like a Molnir type thing, right? His uh, his mace, I think that's yeah. what it is. It's like, it, has, it has magic in it, right? So like. Yeah. I was like, all right, but he's still pretty exposed as a human. At least this is what I was thinking. I was like, how is he going, like, taking all these shots from Black Adam? I was like, this yeah. is pretty crazy. I um, remember, I, I don't think you were too far off. I just think the difference is that I always thought he was, like, you know, a little bit stronger. And then again, and then he'd been around for a long time. Or again, he'd had, he'd lived multiple lives. In this yeah, case, yeah, they yeah. just decided to make him, like, kind of indestructible, I guess, in the end. Yeah, like and, and again, it was like Francis. Okay, all right, yeah, like Francis. Seems like I guess. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> great cop. <laughs> there we go. I like that. But I thought um, I seriously like Hawkman is a character who you know, like could both of us could give a shit about um, coming into this. And didn't even know much about him coming into this, right? Like you said, but I, I thought like he, they did a pretty good job turning him into like not like the, like, like like just enough like in terms of like a leader. Where, but also like kind of a mix of a badass as well. I thought I just thought Aldous Hodge like took a character that could yeah. have been just whatever and turned him into something. Yeah, turned turned it up a notch. Couldn't couldn't agree more. And, and I like that that kind of blurring of the lines between being a symbol of justice, but also t- like being the judge, juror, and executioner in there, mm. right? Because like they they have that stand up probably right after this this fight that we're talking about. I think yeah. where all the people, uh, including the mom, are like you don't fight for us. You just, you're an outsider. To us. Yes. This guy is like saving us here and There's doing all this stuff. Yeah. So like, you're the bad guy. What do you mean? You're going to take him mm-hmm. away. Like, aren't, you know, and it was kind of an interesting uh, twist of perspective there. You Again, know? moment and, where the mom was kicking ass and did a great job. Just, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, to, to the, the point of like the blurring the lines, like, Hawkman didn't really care. Like he was taken aback, but he's like, no, this guy's still got to go. Like yes. he still has it in his mind, you know? Yep. Um, which I like, I thought he was really bad. I thought he brought a lot to the character. Although again, I, I couldn't help but laugh at the, at the Hawk mask. Like that's pretty ridiculous. Oh, it is. Yeah. But I think, <laughs> yeah. It's cool. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, come oh, on. Like, how did, you know, with the beak and everything. Like that's pretty yep. ridiculous. That is what it has always been. I mean, obviously they changed up a little bit for the movies in some ways, but that has always been that way. And it has always been ridiculous. And again, like he's it's tough because it's kind of badass, but it's also kind of crazy. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of brutal. Like that's, I mean, I think that I've always thought again, like where we talk about like expectations coming into this movie, the expectation I have for that character all the time. is just like, nah, like he's just like every time he's like if he's in a comic, you know, if you're reading like Justice League or an event or whatever, and he's in there, it's like, okay, like I don't, can we get him out of here, please? Like I, I just don't need to spend any more time with Hawkman. I just don't really give that much of a shit. But the way they wrote him and the way Aldous Hodge acted it, like I like the character quite a bit more now. Yeah, That's about it. yeah, a- absolutely. There and and then right in that same note, Hawkman, and we can even throw in Doctor Fate versus the devil oh yeah uh, I, that's not his name but that's essentially what he what he is there right um so it, th- this is a good tag team duo of dr fate and J- and, and hawkman i think you can tell almost immediately not that they're fr- you know not only that they're friends but they have like a good working relationship with one another i think they they work well and they play with their powers off one another pretty well um so i think that was really cool but to see them break it off and then you go one v one with dr fate versus the devil you get to see him do all his really cool super separation and, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But then Hawkman coming in 
and knowing that he's like probably going to die, right? And he's like, I don't care. This is what I've been waiting for. And he's going doing it anyway. And we see this really cool thing where that mace turns into like a battle axe or something. Like it just yeah. like switches weapons on him, which again, I don't know the background of him, but very cool. Um, and, and and then he ends up picking up the helmet and then using the Dr. Fate stuff, which is you get a million Hawkmans and that's crazy. I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and and again, and the character's name too that they're fighting you're looking for is Sabak, I believe. It's yeah, Sabat or something. Yeah, Sabak. Yeah, yes. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. But either way, um, yeah, they did a, they, they did a great job with both Hawkman and and uh, Doctor Fate in that moment too. And that's another like instance too where when we talk about how strong is Hawkman, we, what was it? Cyclone stopped Adam Smasher, who's just a normal dude, right, mm-hmm. from going and touching the helmet because it's like you're gonna get all messed up if that happens. Hawkman can take that kind of stuff. So again, okay. See, I my thought was like because I know they said at some point that it, pre- it presents itself almost like Molnir, like to to those who are worthy. Yeah, I, they they have a new fate in what was that in? I think that was no, that was might have been deceased that I saw that in. So maybe it's not a new fate, but. Either way, um, I don't think it's gonna. I don't think they're gonna turn Alice Hodge into Doctor Fate. No, th- that's what I was wondering. And I'm then he just disappeared. You know, at the end, at the end yeah. of the movie, it kind of like disintegrated. You know, right? So I was like, oh, is he gonna be able to like dual wield it, almost like Cap and yeah, you know, Molnir so. and all that stuff? Yeah. But no, nah, you know, too much. I, but it was cool nonetheless. I wonder who they're gonna do that with though down the line, because I would think after this, they're gonna try and find someone else to take on the role of Fate. Like, are you gonna have it well, be like an old dude or what? Well, that's the thing. I, I that might be what what age is the worst. You know, we may have missed one there. It's killing off Doctor Fate because you mm. know from everything that I've seen is that he's, you know, the real star of this movie. Yeah, everyone's def- kind of big fan favorite, I should say. Definitely stole the show in this one. Mm-hmm, uh, that, mm-hmm. that, that that could definitely go up there. But to answer your question, which is the most rewatchable scene from this movie? I think all the fighting between Justice Society and, and Black Adam was yeah. top notch. Because you get in some, you get you know some humor mixed in there as well uh, in the course of it all. But I mean, the Hawkman fate versus Sabak fight is pretty pretty stick too. So they did a good job with the action of this. I didn't again didn't have um, like the highest of expectations coming into this movie for this um, as much as The Rock had done a lot and and. You know, tried to put his weight behind it. I think he did as like in that sense, he did a very good job, like making sure this movie at least delivered something. Hmm. It did that. It did the bare minimum. I think when when it comes down to that, it was entertaining. There. Do we do we have uh, any unanswerable questions? Um, my the big one for me is like when you talk about taking points off for the movie. How was Adam able to break out of Waller's jail without his powers at all? So my question, so my thought was because he has um, uh, Doctor Fate kind of goes and premonitions to him, yeah, right? That's so I, true. My thought was like maybe I don't know if this is even possible, but in my mind it was like, oh, he probably just imbued him with some powers to like mm-hmm. get him up to that point. But I agree, that's that's a, that's a lot of gray area. That's a big leap for me to make. Right, but you you're probably right because that, how else did he get that's obviously how he gets out of the cell in itself so mm-hmm. they would it would make sense that he'd be able to do that but that was the way they went and showed it was a little bit weird like i'd almost rather yeah, nah, just take you. have him get the mask off right away just do that don't have him mm-hmm. go through the whole process of drowning and whatever like i don't know uh, yeah yeah just say it right just be yeah absolutely <laughs> um why this is from the uh, uh mid credit scene here mm. uh, why didn't batman or or the justice league send the drone to see black adam in the teaser instead of amanda waller uh that's, that's... And furthermore why are amanda waller and superman working together 
Well, she said it was a favor. I mean, uh, she must have done something that I owed them. There's no way they're friends. I did, I did not get that impression when I saw that, like that they're buddies. Necessarily. Yeah, yeah, but, but you know, she the, shows up right away. You know, this, this is Waller true. girl. She's she's got photos on everybody. That yes, I, but I, I think your first one is actually the superior question. But in the end, unfortunately, it's like because the Justice yeah. League is a mess right now, and the best you're going to get is Superman right now, which is hey, we'll take that. But you know, if, if you're thinking Superman, right, like would answer to anybody, he would talk to Batman, and then you would think that if 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 Superman is in this universe and is aware of Black Adam, then then Batman has a dossier somewhere. He's got to slide the dossier over and be like, "What's the deal, Black Adam? We got to figure you out." You know, like, mm. I, I feel like that's he's got a plan for everybody. Yeah, exactly. Any of his friends, anyone. But you know. It was, with the amount of strings that uh, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson had to call in to get Henry Cavill back in this movie, right. and then in Lou back into you know a Man of Steel movie or, or whatever, um, yeah, he, he probably probably lost a lot there. Yeah, that that was uh, I, I can't believe they did it. It's great. I'm I am so pumped that they were able to get that done because I I have felt like as much as like hey you know it's okay he's doing the Witcher stuff he's gonna go and do whatever he's moving on. I mean, I look at Cavill, and it's like, obviously, you, you cast they cast for the role and cast guys that look like the you know the the comic book character Clark mm-hmm. Kent. But I just felt like Cavill looks like him more than anybody. Oh yeah, I mean, and he's he's huge. You know, he has that larger than life uh, persona to him. You know, obviously with the hulking muscles. But even I think he just did like a fan video, kind of formally announcing that he's back as Superman here. Mm. Um, and he had the curl, just like he did in the mm-hmm. um, in, in the the teaser as well. So a little bit of a newer suit, yeah. a little bit of a brighter suit, which I'm here for. Um, but I like the traditional curl going back to the Christopher Walken type stuff. Not yes. Walken, Christopher Reeves. Reeves. Yep. <laughs> uh, but also he and he the way he the other people have portrayed the character well over the years. But I just think he also has a great command of both Clark Kent and Superman too. Obviously, there's similarities, but I thought he did a really good job with all that. So I'm I'm, I'm happy that he's he's back in the mix. Me but too, to, your unanswerable questions are both really good. I think uh, I think mine you poked a hole in, so I probably go with the first one. Why didn't well, Batman Justice League send a drone? Well, how about this one? Was the mid credit scene the best part of this movie? Oh, that is an unanswerable question for me. I pro- well, because it's I, tough because I've seen some scuttlebutt before I saw the movie. You know, I saw some people uh, online who were saying like, when you know, the typical stuff when the mid credit scenes, your favorite scene, you know, the best scene in the movie that's not good and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm I didn't get that vibe. I enjoyed this movie. I did. It's but it's also like, and I came in expecting like, yeah. oh, this is Black Adam. Why am I doing this? Yeah. Who? Who? Like, what is the point? But um, huh. I, it was really cool though getting you know Superman back in the mix, especially like oh, we, yeah. knew was, we knew it was happening, but for those who didn't know it was happening, like that's a huge oh my problem. god, that, yeah, that's a mind blowing type of moment. Yeah. yeah, I wish I could have been that person. Yeah, that yeah. would have been fun. So I tend to, I, I don't, uh, I don't know. I think it's a fair question though when you ask for an, a fair unanswerable question. So I, I asked you to rank the members of the JSA that we saw in this movie here. I agree with you. I think I don't, so I don't think there's much of a conversation, but no. we haven't talked. To, so just for the sake of running it down, you had Fate, Hawkman, Adam Smasher, and Cyclone. But yep. we haven't talked about the last two uh, at, yeah. as much here. So what, what do you think of the Adam Smasher and Cyclone here? I think Adam Smasher is pretty funny. Um, he's not like crazy funny. You know, he has his few moments. Um, yeah. I think, I, I think we said it before. They're both more for the kids. It seems like in this movie. Um, but with, with Cyclone, I just felt 
I felt like her powers looked really cool and her action sequences were cool. Um, it's not really like a knock on her. They just, she just wasn't really in there that much. She yeah. just kind of was like, okay, hey, I go and do a bunch of cool stuff. Again, that's why I think she's more for the kids. But in terms of the acting, like we didn't, there wasn't really a whole lot going on with that character. And Adam Smasher wasn't too far off. He just had a couple of quips. That was really the only difference. From an mm -hmm. action standpoint, I'd probably take Cyclone over Adam Smasher. See, I love seeing the large... The, the, the huge guys on the screen. Like, I, I think that's such mm. a cool power and it's such an interesting, you know, way to use a heavy in a team like that, mm. right? So Cyclone was fine. I didn't have anything to get. I thought she was pretty charismatic, uh, you know, like when she wasn't a superhero, but the, the powers didn't do it for me. Um, I, I just thought it was just kind of like Black. Although I, I what I did think was cool was throwing all the, the beams around Black Adam, you know, through the Cyclone when they're trying to like trap him in there, like through all, the, she threw all these like steel beams around him, like almost like, um, in Spider-Man three, where they're trying to get the Venom suit off of Eddie Brock, hmm. and they, you know, they yeah, 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 know, yeah. Man, yes, but, yes. And, you know, um, so I, yeah, but yeah, I, I thought I thought the the actress was, was pretty charismatic in there, and you know, I like that kind of will they or won't they between the the two of them there. I thought that was cool, and the idea <laughs> of uh, quick shadow as we get into the best performance by a, a side character completely blanked my mind to this moment, but Henry Winkler. Uh, playing yeah. the original uh, uh, Adam Smasher and getting a quick yep. shout out there. So I, I like getting the FaceTime call and just saying, hey, this is my first time getting out in the suit. Don't ruin the suit. It, again, kind of an interesting way to introduce a character without like, I don't know, allowing the the audience to actually like maybe do some research or, or assuming they have some knowledge already. Right. Yes, that was a cool little thing. But uh, he and then you, you mentioned who had uh, the best uh, the side characters who had mm. the best performance by a side character in this movie, Wes. Yeah, so I don't, is Doctor Fate? Do we call him? Is he too too involved? Because there's not there's not a huge cast. No, it's not, and it's like definitely a mix of like people. Like, if we do, pretty, it's him. It's pretty much Aldis. It's it's um it's the Rock. It's Aldis Hodge, and then it's probably everybody else. But I'd. I'd probably say it's the kid and then Dr. Fate in terms of how like many lines they got. I mean, mm. I kind of just want to go with Dr. Fate on this one because I don't think there's anybody else. Like he's not the one of the two main characters and you know, he ends up dying. So I think he's a side character in this. So I, the I get other, the, the one who I think who offers the real comedic relief in all of this is, is the brother and uncle Kareem. Yeah. Uh, the driver. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of funny. I mean, but again, like we just, you know, the more and more we talk about it, the more and more I'm like, this was just like this was just the rock, and then like everybody else and, and Aldous Hodge was there quite a bit as this like foil or whatever, and then everybody else was kind of just like chiming in here and there, and that's really it. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's it's a rock movie. You can see his uh his ego all over this movie, that's yes. for sure. Yes. But I, I thought it was funny. Kareem, you know, Kareem uh gets shot, Dr. Fate saves him. He's like, yeah. Is this how I die? He's like, No, you die in an electrical accident. He's like, I'm an electrician. Then you yeah. see him later. He's like, "Don't worry, I die. I get electrocuted." And he's like, fighting fearlessly. So I, I thought that was a funny little callback. Yeah, that was um, good. The other, the other note was the U.S. checkpoint guard who keeps uh, harassing, you know, Kareem and then the kid Blair. He's he's going real hard in this. You know, he, he's he's uh, he's acting his ass off there. So I just want to, you know, maybe not a good character, but uh, yeah, the, the actor's putting in some effort there. He's going over the top. I, I don't know why I can't recall that moment. He was uh, the the checkpoint guy who was checking Kareem when they're trying to smuggle out the mother, and then the skateboard uh, kid, uh, the skateboard son, comes by and they have an interaction, and then he gotcha. later steals something from them, and they get into an argument, a little bit of a fight there later yep. on. Yep. 
I look at yeah. you. Looking out for the little guy, Wes. Yeah, yeah. You know, everyone needs their 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 uh, fifteen minutes here. This is true. Now tell me, uh, who lost this movie on there? Well, at, as in every uh, every movie, every day, every life, the devil is a big loser in this movie. <laughs> Struck down by a god. Um, so yeah. you know that's, that's a little bit of a foregone conclusion. But Shazam. Yeah. How how much does The Rock have to hate you or, or think so little of you to be like, no, I, this isn't even like an appropriate thing to think that we would even uh, yeah. have like I would waste my time trying to fight you, Billy Batson. Yeah, it's kind of it's it, it, that's something we thought the whole time, right? Like, why is Shazam not in this? Um, doesn't make. But any they sense. mention it. They say Shazam. Obviously, that's yep. how he becomes gets his powers. The um, who who's the actor the there? Oh the wizard, God! Right, but he's yep. in everything, he's right? So, stuff now, yeah. Um, but yeah, so he he's the crossover there, you know. So there's a little bit of a connection, but they say Shazam five times. And you don't you don't even see Billy Bat, and, and the the tonally is is yeah. You, know, you could tell The Rock has nothing, wants nothing to do with him. Yeah, no, no, no shot whatsoever. Hopefully, but I really hope we get that at some point. Now, did they delay things on Shaz- the second Shazam movie? Is I think that right? So. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. well, that that's I hope that they're like reconfiguring things so that it's him it's Zachary Levi versus The Rock. I want those two squaring off. Maybe, I, yeah. I, th- I mean, I don't I just wonder how The Rock's going to handle that kind of opportunity, but I think it could be really cool with the way the character is right now, and even if he's more villain than anything the whole movie, he, like it worked here, do it in that movie too. I think it could be, you could have a lot of fun with that. So I think the problem is so we know in The Rock's, every contract that he signs to be in a movie that he can't lose the fight. That's a stipulation that he has. The Rock can never lose a fight on camera. That's, that was the thing that came out from Vin Diesel, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. So if he's that. like a de facto villain with Shazam, you know, then he kind of has to lose. Or what do you do there, right? So uh, that makes it a little bit little huh. bit trickier there. However, I do think it's telling uh, that in all of the promotion for this movie, um, The Rock is always talking about how strong is the biggest, strongest person in the, in the DCEU. Uh, with Black Adam, except for one other. He's not even invoking Shazam at all throughout all this promotion. It's always Superman. Yep. And obviously, with the with the teaser, that makes sense. But he's he wants there to be a super Superman versus Black Adam movie. You know, or yeah. something like that. So I think with The Rock's cachet and how much money they just had to have poured into Henry Cavill's bank account, I think we're more likely to get something like that than... Shazam I mean, but you, I'm sorry. Levi. So yeah, I that would make sense. I'm fine with that. You first of all, you should still have Zachary Levi there in some capacity. One, yeah. two. If you're gonna like, I'm fine if he's not in there. Most of that, that that's fine. Like, I could see that happening because they, they've squared off in the comics. But if you're gonna go and do this, you can't have that kind of thing in your in your uh, contract. Like you're gonna lose that fight. Yeah. Like, there's, oh, there's, whether it's a Superman too. I mean, he's, I mean, he's, got, he's due for an L one way or the other. Yeah. I mean, Superman. I mean, he, you know, okay. him and him and Shazam can like he's beaten Shazam over the years and stuff like that. He can absolutely beat Shazam. They, they they're dealing with the same kind of power. He's he is losing that fight to Superman. That is the whole thing. Like you you cannot beat him. No way. Mm-hmm. That would yeah. that would annoy me because then I would know this is a con- contractual thing and it doesn't make any sense. From a well, then it it would just be like. Almost like Batman versus Superman, where like neither really win, they just come to a conclusion, the fight just ends. Yep. Yeah. And like, I, all right, we got to do something else here. We got to team up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't, like, I, 
I understand with Batman because it's Batman. Like that's fine. But Black Adam would that would I'm yeah. not saying they can't have fights in like Black Adam win a fight. Like that can absolutely of course that can happen. But like Superman can't win the battle. Winning fights. Yes, yeah. You can win a battle, but not the war. Yeah, I gotcha. I like that there. So I mean on, on that note, who won the movie? I mean, honorable mention has to go to Henry Cavill. Uh, yes, yes. Superman fans, I guess. Um, But I know the nominees that you have here are The Rock, Pierce Brosnan, and Aldous Hodge. And honestly, they all have their own reasons. Um, But I think in the end, with how much he poured into this movie and how long it's, you know, been in the works, it has to go to The Rock. Yeah. Yeah, it's the rock here. They're, they pinned everything on him. You know, they they pushed back, like you mentioned, all the all the other movies, uh, Aquaman, uh, Shazam. You know, they canceled Batgirl, um, all because of money issues. And they they put they're they're banking on the rock. That's who like this guy we know is going to fill put put asses in seats. Mm. Whether that's a huge number on opening weekend, sixty seven million domestically, like 140, 150 million worldwide. You know, that's not huge numbers, but if I think that's right around where they got with Shazam, with Birds of Prey, with the Suicide. So I think that's all kind of relative right around there. So I for mm-hmm. DC, I think that's all kind of in line. Right. Yeah. That's there you go. Now, actually, speaking of of the other movies, Wes, uh, you raise an interesting question here as we're getting ready for uh, as we're getting ready for the show. Where does this rank among the DC movies to this point, not counting Batman movies? Yeah, because they're they're almost in their own one, kind of kind of a little separate there. Uh, yep. This this well, is a mid tier, mid mid tier here. So I I think in that top tier I have uh, maybe Joker, um, maybe uh, um, mm. a Peacemaker in there, maybe well, a few other things. And you know, yeah. Well, see, this is all DCEU things, right? So the properties content. Oh, but in okay. that in that mid tier with uh, Birds of Prey, it's been there with Man of Steel. Um, some form of Justice League. I don't differentiate between the two. It's all one fucking movie. I'm not getting involved with that. Um, mm. But it's but it's it's behind Shazam. Okay, right. Oh, right behind Shazam. So it's probably behind Shazam. It's probably behind Birds of Prey. But even with like Man of Steel, Justice League. So the movies I definitely have ahead of it at this point are the Suic- the Suicide Squad, Shazam, Wonder Woman, Snyder's Justice League. Um, as much as that is not rewatchable because it's so freaking long, Birds yeah. of Prey. Um, I mean, Joker is it's kind of you know it's not Batman's not you're not seeing Batman in it, but I mean, but at the same time, that is also yeah. ahead of it. Um, so yeah, I, I would say it's in that middle level. I just looked at the the movies um, and not animated movies either because you all know how about the, I feel like right those. sure. But um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's good. Like it's hey, if you're talking like if you're talking an eighty, you know, range low eighties range like. Solid. You did a fine job. Especially for DC. Yeah. I like this better than Aquaman. I still haven't finished Aquaman. So, you know, this was, this was a, for me to enjoy it. And I think I would have to go back. I would have to look at our uh, review notes for Shazam. And I think I gave, gave Shazam a high 80. I would like to retroactively bring that down uh, to maybe like an 80, 81, but in, you know, below, um, below Black Adam. Okay. Below, oh, so you're saying is oh, so you're saying this is you put Black Adam ahead of this now? Yes, yeah, yeah. Right, got it. All right, understood. I, well, I, was, I, I was I talking crazy before? Was I just spouting nonsense? I thought you said you put Shazam just before this. I misheard you. That's all. Uh, maybe, maybe I misspoke. I don't know. It's you know, it's perfectly, perfectly on the table here. But 
we did not misspeak. We did not mince, mince words about this movie overall. Nope. Good movie. Go see it. Yep. It's a good It'll time. Good stuff. Absolutely. Um, now it is time, Wes, to turn into the Discharge Depot. Yes, all aboard! Honk, honk. So what do you got for it? What have you been watching <laughs> since we last convened? Uh, Werewolf by Night on Disney+. Oh, Plus. I, oh. watched, I finally watched it uh, this weekend. It was good. It was good. Okay. I, yeah, I've, my problem is, is when I watched, when I have free time to watch TV, I, it's usually when I'm like either going to take a nap or, you know, like go to bed. So like I always fall asleep through. This was like 40 minutes, pretty, pretty quick breeze. Although I watched it in two settings. Um, uh-huh. Very good time. It's gruesome. It's in black and white. It's kind of like a niche, you know, thing. It's not connected to really anything else. Uh, good story. Kind of like not, um, not scary, but there was some good thriller kind of edge of your seat moments through it. Nice. Uh, it was good. I thought I, I, I liked it. 83 out of 100. That's like my score right now when I like it's things. Just, like, he's just living your solid. 83 life right now. Yeah. Dion <laughs> Branch, Wes Welker. Oh, oh, Wes Welker. You still want to bring him up? Um, oh. Nice stuff. Yeah. I mean, What's wrong with Wes Welker? If you, know, if you had decent hands, you know. Maybe Tom Brady uh, would have retired right now. Maybe Tom Brady's not, you know, going through a divorce right now. Maybe he's more satisfied. Maybe he want to be divorced. Maybe yes. it all started because uh, Giselle had to come out and say, my husband cannot catch and throw the ball. Yes, and now he's trying to show that he can do both, and that's why the Buccaneers suck. Um, but good to know. I, I've been trying to watch it, um, and I just there's always something else that I want to watch um, right now sure. with that, you know, ahead of that one. Uh, specifically for me right now, I mentioned the Umbrella Academy earlier. Uh, finally watching season three, I binged season one and two. Lauren actually put me on to that show. I knew it existed, but never read the comic. Wasn't something that was like, what? I don't know what this is. She absolutely loved it. And um, watching the third season right now, I can't believe I've been waiting to, to, to go and turn this thing on. It's so freaking good. Uh, so check that out. If you guys like things, like if you like, comic book genre and everything like that of course it's when you talk about comics there's so much within the genre just like books um because what they are uh just with pictures but this is a little bit different this is a little bit offbeat but it's also a fun commentary on like superhero teams and also kids being turned into superheroes and whatnot gets really messy um very violent actually now that i think about it too so season three I'm not done with it, but really enjoying it. And I already know Lauren gave it stamp approval, so I know that it ends up well. Uh, I also finally started watching The Watcher, which you talked about on the show recently. Yes, we're going to watch did. the rest of that. Where are you at? Uh, I think we're only two episodes in. Lauren and I just haven't been able to like iron out a time to watch more, so I think we'll watch a couple mm-hmm. more. Hopefully by the time we convene for next episode, we'll have finished that and I can give you a full report. But it's been good. But I've also mm-hmm. been like frustrated because like and you, we talked about it in the group chat. I think Billy mentioned like how has this family not left? Like after like the first two episodes, like what what are you what are you waiting for? I've definitely yeah, felt yeah, that yeah. too. But you said it, it in, like, in real life. It's frustrating, it's just, right? Yeah, in real life they don't get that far. Yeah. So, uh, so so knowing that I didn't know that detail. Knowing that, like I we all like we've all, but Laura and I did it beforehand. You you did it after the fact. Like, we did some research. Like we know. Mm-hmm that they don't find out in real life who this is. But in the end, I'm assuming we're going to find that out. And, and to, knowing that you were disappointed with it, I don't know how you how you let that happen. Like there's so much like creative freedom that you took with this. How do you screw that up? Uh, that That is my big flaw in this show. And, and again, like I said, it's it's probably right around the 80s. I probably gave it a higher 80, not an 83. Um, but oh, come I, on. I, enjoyed, I enjoyed the ride that it took – when, when you're on and everything like that, you know, I, I love the acting, 
Uh, but the creative decisions in this were, were very frustrating, knowing that you had a blank canvas to kind of play around with this and, and, and knowing where they ended up going with it. I was disappointed. But um, again, very, very fun ride nonetheless. So I haven't looked at what we have planned for next week. But I mean, I know it's been out for a bit, but is that something you'd have interested in uh, interested in talking about on the show? If we want to, yeah, if you finish it, I, I'd be more than happy to well, talk about it. Because right. we do, I think what we have on the schedule right now is just like a bad horror movie review. Uh, ah, so we don't have to do that, but if this comes up, that's this okay. is perfect too. Yeah, I'll, I'll be able to finish this up. And it, people, this is like still bu- buzzing on Netflix right now. There's some other scary shit popping up on Netflix too. Um, that I, I want to check out, but uh, this is definitely number one on our uh, to dos this week. Just try and finish this series. So we'll we'll do that next week then. Okay, I love it. Okay, uh, but unt- for now, what else do we have? Oh, that's right. Oh, dang it! I pressed the wrong <laughs> button. You know what? This week in Dork. I'm not doing the the sounder. Oh, so there we go. This week in Dork. Ow! Uh, well done, sir. Um, so, uh, let's see. Hashtag dork. They're doing house of the dragon. They'll get yes. to black Adam at some point, I guess. Mac and goo. They, I think they did. She Hulk. Like they didn't do she Hulk right away, but they did do she Hulk. Um, but black Adam, I believe is what they're doing this week. Mm-hmm. People for communism podcast. I, I don't know what they're doing. I don't, they, they haven't done something for a little bit. Right. Uh, yeah. I haven't heard from them in a while. It's disappointing. No, but we'll be talking to Billy in a second, so I'll I'll, I'll try and figure out what their their deal is. But uh, of course, TLDR, we're finally talking some scary comics on the show this week. Some horror comics. Mine's not horror, but it is of the horror genre. It's a DC book, so uh, we'll we'll get into that though um, later on. And then I've heard it both ways. Uh, they're on season five. Not sure where they are in season five because they've taken some pauses too. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at least you know you can you're going to get your weekly dose of dragons and. Uh, Comic book talk between us, Dork, and Mac and Go. So you got that. And then the comics. Everyone. Yeah, yeah, of course. And then like you said, it. so we'll, we'll do uh, maybe The Watcher. Maybe we'll do like The Leprechaun Goes to Space or something like that. Some some really bad uh, <laughs> horror movie. Um, bad. Or, or that's, but I like The Watcher idea because I can talk about this, uh, you know, all, all day. So that's, that's I, cool with me. I think there's a lot to dig into just from two episodes. So I'm very, so that I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So, so it'll be, I know we did different, uh, bat time, bat place this week, but what about next week, Wes? No, it'll be, the, it'll be the same bat time or the new bat time at the same bat place.